0: Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com.
1: You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at HeritageRadioNetwork.org.
2: Welcome to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. We're coming to you live from Roberta's Restaurant in Bushwick, Brooklyn. It is Wednesday, March 8th, 2017. Happy International Women's Day, everyone. And this is the 134th episode of this series, which is dedicated to behind-the-scenes talents in the hospitality industry. Today, my guest is a top marketing and talent agent focusing on food and drink, and I will introduce him fully in a moment. First, as I do on every show, I will start out with my PR tip, and then later we will have my speed round game, industry news discussion, solo dining experience, and the final question. As the founder of Bayer Public Relations, we're going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. So today's tip is to create your own niche. Find your voice. Develop your skill set by doing what feels right to you. In other words, what makes you tick? What sets you apart from the rest? Ask yourself these questions and answer them honestly, and you will eventually figure out what works for you. And when you discover your specialty and have that aha moment, it will be sweet. That's my tip today. I'm very happy to have my guest in the studio. It is Lonnie Sweet, President and CEO of the Connect Group, the first full service culinary marketing agency that specializes in reaching food-connected audiences through strategic food and beverage initiatives. With 10-plus years in sports marketing, representing the best athletes, coaches, and broadcasters in the business, Lonnie's path changed with the Connect Group when he met Chef Mark Forgione following his next Iron Chef victory. And the rest is history.
3: Hi, it's Sherry here. If you're a regular listener of All in the
2: Industry, and I hope you are, You know that we normally have an interview segment before the speed round game. However, we unfortunately had a brief outage during our live taping. So at this point, we're going to jump ahead to our speed round game with Lonnie Sweet. Thanks for listening.
3: She's her own She's her own female She's her own female that's why I like her I like her a lot.
0: Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market America's healthiest grocery store with more than 400 locations throughout the United States Download the Whole Foods Market app on your smartphone for recipes, sales, information, and digital coupons. Or visit WholeFoodsMarket.com to find a store closest to you.
2: Okay, we are back. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Baer. My guest today is Lonnie Sweet. It's time for my speed round game. What this is, is I name a couple things, either or preference, and you you pick your preference, either or situation.
4: You want to pick the one I like best? Yeah. Okay.
2: Whatever comes to mind. Speed. Speed round.
4: Love it. Ready? Ready.
2: Eat in or eat out? In. Wine, beer, cocktail, or mocktail?
4: All of them, except for mocktail.
2: (laughs) Tasting menu. We take
4: that back. (laughs) Wine or cocktail. I mean, sorry, beer or cocktail. I love wine, but I'm not a wine guy. Okay It's very complicated for my brain
2: Beer or a cocktail
4: Beer or cocktail Okay Depends on my mood
2: well, Fair Tasting menu or a la carte
4: Definitely a la carte <laughs> Without question
2: Got that one Small plates or large plates
4: Large plates, I think Although some small plates are really good Depends on where I am Obviously
2: That's a good answer
4: Yeah, and who I'm with you like to eat alone a lot, mm-hmm. right? And so I would think that you want to get a whole bunch of different little things.
2: I like small plates, yeah, because yeah. you can try more things. You can try
4: more things. If I'm
2: by myself, um, if they're small plates, I could do three small plates. That's if pretty it's good. just, if it's, yeah, I typically. I typically only get two, but it's small plates, I could do three.
4: Do three? You don't have to eat all of it. Yeah. Just to taste something else. Yeah,
2: and then I usually skip dessert when I'm by myself, and that's, like, sad.
4: I, w- I just <laughs> ate at Roberta's next door, and I was I saw somebody walk by with a cookie, so I went and got a cookie. It was delicious.
2: Yeah. I you know, yeah. like cookies. So I Yeah, with, with people, I think large plates could be... I don't know. Yeah. People complain about the the small plates... With people when you're sharing because you can't really get more than a bite of a small plate if you're sharing it.
4: I think it depends on who you're with, right? If you're comfortable sharing food yeah. with people, like actually biting half of it and giving it to somebody else, then it's not so bad. Not so if bad. you're not, then I would go big plates there.
2: Right. My answer on that, if, if I was playing, I would say small plates. But I'm not playing. You're well, playing.
4: I can ask you, too. <laughs> sure, big plate or small plate.
2: Small plate. There you go. Okay, how about communal table or chef's counter?
4: Um I think communal table. Actually. Okay. I like a chef's table. Again, I think it depends who you're with. If I'm alone, definitely a chef's counter, right? Because I'm alone I like to see what's going on in mm-hmm. the kitchen. I've got a good group of people, or even four or five people, I really like communal tables. When I eat at restaurant Mark Forgeon I choose I prefer to eat at the communals in the bar.
2: It's a good communal table. It's a great, it's a great setup. The whole re- it's a beautiful it's restaurant. It's a great bar restaurant. Okay, a few more. Tipping or all inclusive charge? Tipping. Sit down dinners or walk around tasting events?
4: Walk arounds. These are tough. I mean, you actually want to give a real answer here.
2: I know. It's very, very serious. It game. Is. Kitchen stadium or any sports stadium? I don't know if you have a favorite stadium.
4: I mean Fenway is my favorite stadium Oh really For sure So if you're me, Kitchen Stadium or Fenway okay. Fenway every okay. day
2: of the week I, I didn't I guess I should have
4: Fenway Park of, every day of the week Okay Absolutely I mean it's Fenway Park <laughs> Kitchen Stadium is cool and all But Yeah Fenway's been around for a lot longer
2: True Cheese plate or dessert Dessert Manhattan or Brooklyn
4: definitely (laughs) Manhattan. i don't think i'm cool enough to hang out in brooklyn that much I mean there's not a lot of guys walking outside with a sweater and uh and uh
2: it's and a collared shirt underneath changing every day i
4: feel uncool walking around here all right when we're in kind of a hipster area i'm not really a hipster dude okay the beard kind of throws people off but i'm i'm not really that cool anymore
2: okay so stay in manhattan yeah it's
4: all good i mean i live in new jersey so if you gave me new jersey i probably would have chose jersey as well well
2: we could throw that in there we're good Okay. Thanks. That's the game.
4: That's it. That wasn't that bad.
3: That
2: wasn't so bad. You did good. Good, Good little conversation in there. So, industry news. I had an article from the New York Times I picked out today. Who's setting up shop in hotels? Big name chefs. This is by Pete Wells. So, this is talking about this continuing... I wouldn't even call it a trend, but just how it's become popular for a lot of the top chefs and restaurateurs to be opening restaurants in hotels. Um, one of the reasons he, he said in the article is about how the plus for restaurant tours is that the hotel pays for everything.
4: Sometimes they do. <laughs> well
2: in the, yeah, in the article he said, or they do and that's that's a, a benefit to, especially I don't know. I work with a lot of small rest, small smaller restaurants and restaurant tours and you got to put a, mo- a lot of money down to open a restaurant. I, and so
4: I think the reality hard. is in New York City and big cities, it's really hard. To make money on a restaurant and to invest a lot of capital, and so when hotelers are willing to take the risk, it's their building at the end of the day, right? If they're going to build out a kitchen and they're going to build a dining room, they keep it, right? Regardless of the restaurant wins or loses, mm-hmm. and so for them to build out a restaurant and leverage it, you know, leverage the chef to draw attention to it and you know put heads in beds and you know get people spending more money, it makes a lot of sense. You know, I, you know yeah. I didn't read the whole article, but I could tell you they've been doing it for a lot longer than the past couple of years.
2: Yeah, they have. I mean, there's just been there's been more. I mean, you have you have the Fowler and Wells in Augustine down at the Beekman Absolutely. Hotel, and you have you know
4: uh, Caswell's doing one in Houston. We're opening up a restaurant in the Lamartine in Houston.
2: Yeah it's 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 happening i don't and it's and uh, well this article you also talked a bit about the the bathroom track which i don't know if you it's yeah, very it true sometimes. at these it is. at these places it's a long journey to find the bathroom it's it's and there was a, an excuse in the article saying somebody he, he quoted saying it's done on purpose to get the more experience of to see more parts of the hotel and Honestly, I don't think I, don't, I didn't really buy that. I think
4: it's just the construction <laughs> of these buildings. They yeah. already they already have lobby hotel, bar, I mean, mm-hmm. bathrooms. Why in the world would they put the expense of putting yeah, it depends yeah. on the restaurant right
2: but it's like it's like the like the nomad hotel right. bar which is lovely like that's it's a trek like it's all these places right. a very long journey to the bathroom you have to if you're with people tell them you'll be back in like yeah. you know 15 minutes no, no
4: listen it, it, it makes sense right yeah. a hotel depending on where you are has to have a meal service right. anyway right they have to offer it as amenity to their guests why not offer from some of the best chefs in the world but yeah. you might as well, right? You're well, going to get people in there. It's going to give them a reason to talk, especially in a city like New York, where there's so much competition. And it's so hard to kind of pull yourself ahead to regarding whether it's a restaurant or a hotel or whatever it may be. It makes sense.
2: And it's, a marketing, it's instant marketing for the hotel Absolutely. with having a, a well-known chef coming Absolutely. in with their restaurant. So it's, you know. You're
4: a PR expert, right? It's a great story.
2: It's a great story. It's a
4: great story. A great story. Reason for press to talk about it
2: yeah and people, yeah it's good, yeah. so so that's that article, New york Times, and then, um, for the other part of industry news, I just wanted to touch touch back on the South Beach Wine and Food Festival again as uh part of my all in the industry on the road sort of series, um so this took place. A week and a half ago, this is the 16th annual event by Food Network and Cooking Channel, and it benefits the Chaplin School of Hospitality and Tourism Management at FIU. There's more than 90 events, parties, demos, panel discussions. I have to say, a highlight for me, aside from just, I mean, I was at the Burger Bash Best of Best. Um, there was a Three trip.
4: Burgers? Did you eat?
2: I probably had about eight bites.
4: Eight bites? So eight burgers.
2: Yes. Okay. How many? Do you, you eat have? the
4: sides too? Do you try the sides? I will.
2: It, I will be tempted. Like like Shake Shack had this. Uh, it had this. You uh, ate
4: the Shake Shack burger there. I,
2: I did because I am friendly with Mark Rosati, and I I felt I wanted to see what they were doing this year. Was
4: it a different burger than it what was you can get cu- at the restaurant? It was a
2: Cubano. I can't believe I remember this stuff, but I do. <laughs> it was, and the and I did. I I don't know. I'll have a bite of. I don't finish. I do not. Right. I, I don't like at these events the waste that happens,
4: It's it, and there it's is amazing. A, there
2: is a lot of waste, and I'm I'm guilty of it because I will have a bite 100%. of the burger and not eat the rest. So, what about you?
4: How many did I eat? Maybe four. You know it's the whole funny. thing. No, uh, you know I have an issue with waiting in lines. To be honest with you, yeah. and I feel like I've been very fortunate to go to a bunch of those events. And so I usually try to find the ones that don't have a line. I'll usually always eat Mark's, right, because it's right. there. Um, I had a bite of Morimoto's this year. Um, that was a full, almost a full I burger. I had
2: that one. I had one bite. It was delicious. It was a very greasy, like deep-fried... Yeah.
4: And I, I brought a kid who just started working with me this year to the South Beach Blue Wine mm-hmm. Festival for the first time. He would never really been to a big festival. He's kind of a burger geek. And so for him to walk around and, you know, we went in a little bit early and was able to actually get a bunch. So I had probably more than I normally would. Um, some good burgers.
2: Some really good was burgers. was good. The Big
4: Mark was good. I saw
2: him there and I yeah. did have it. Yeah. It was good. It was very good. Yeah. I like trying them, but I, yeah, what? I guess if you have eight bites, it makes a burger.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you didn't pay for your ticket. I guess you would have eaten more if you actually paid for your ticket. I
2: I also am not a drinker and I don't take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I get one bottle of water the whole time I'm there. So I, I don't. See,
4: I don't do that. That I Yeah, watch I don't.
2: Drink. But it is, a, it is a work event for me. It and is. And I go around and I, I network and I see the, you know.
4: I was a little more tame so, this year because I had that Art of Tiki event right. afterwards with King Sawyan. So I kind of needed to level set and, you know, I had to, you know, we'd put a bunch of tents or a tent earlier on and done everything. And so I was yeah, you, already like a little said, tired you, and I had to go actually, back and work. So, so yeah.
2: So, well, a, a highlight for me was also these after parties, which I feel is where the, the industry is. Yeah. And and so the, the coolest thing happened. I was at on Jose Andres SLS party and I told him the next night it was my birthday, and I was going to his restaurant, Bazaar Mar, in Brickle. Nice. And he ended up turning around and telling someone it was my birthday, and out came a dessert with a candle in it, and he led the chef party singing happy birthday to me. It's amazing. Blown away.
4: The guy's amazing.
2: And it was yeah he, he's he's so amazing and yeah. this was after his tribute dinner for Hon- Jose Andres awesome. and he was wearing his immigrant shirt and he was like that he apparently had ripped off his yeah, yeah. his shirt at the event so I I just huge shout out to Jose and his team like you you made my day so special like really it was it was the highlight of, of my weekend
4: I went to the Aspen Food and Wine Festival like five years ago with Michelle yeah. <clears throat> and I was first time I've ever been there right which is a, a jaw droppingly beautiful event. And I'm walking down, about to go to the the um, the main tent, whatever it may be, and you see him outside of the bar with a group of people starting a chant: "Ole, ole, ole, ole," and like the whole place just erupts. I think he was alone. I don't think he was with anybody else. I think he just yeah. went to get a beer and a couple of people he was talking to, and he just started this crazy chant, which was amazing.
2: He's amazing. So huge shout-out to you. Also, huge shout-out to Lee Schrager and his whole yep, team. They You do, do an awesome job, and thank you for having me. Before we take a break, so I have a clip that I sat down with Drew Niepornit. He really doesn't need an introduction, but I will let people know he is the owner of the Myriad Restaurant Group, which is, uh, and he has Batard and all the Nobu restaurants. Uh, Drew is a legendary restaurateur, and so we're gonna play a little clip I have with him um, for for the you know for the rest of this industry section. Then we're gonna come back and I'm gonna do my solo dining experience. So take a listen.
3: I'm here with Drew Nieporn at Italian Bites at South Beach Wine and Food Festival. So, hi, Drew.
0: Good morning. Good evening. We're we're in the uh, beautiful environs of Miami Beach. I understand it's your uh, hometown.
3: It is my hometown.
0: God bless you. That's great.
3: Yeah, and it's delightful out.
0: Yeah, it's gorgeous out This is why we come down here from sunny New York.
3: Yes, well, I hear it's nice up there, too. So how many years have you been coming to South Beach? I don't
0: think I've missed a year. I think I've been here from day one.
3: Wow. So I
0: hear, I think today, this is what, 15 or 16?
3: I think it's 16.
0: 16. Yeah, I remember the first year with, we were, I think, six chefs and uh, only a handful of events, and it's really evolved. Got to give Lee Schrager a lot of credit. He's yeah. done a fantastic job.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So what, what's your plan for the weekend? Do you have a well, plan? I,
0: you know, the most important thing is we get to Joe's Stone Crab. Uh, I agree with that. So that's the key element. And then tomorrow there's the two big events, the Burger Bash and the uh, Best of the Best. And then I think our friend Jeffrey Zakarian has something going on af- after those two events. So tomorrow's heavy duty. There's also something at the Versace Mansion, J.J. Johnson.
3: Oh, I'm planning
0: from, to go to that. Uh, yeah, from Mints. So maybe after lunch. Over the because the Versace mansion is obviously very interesting to see,
3: it's stunning. I remember many years ago there was a party there, yeah.
0: Um, it's it really is, uh, you know, one of the really interesting architectural pieces right on Ocean Drive. And uh, yeah, I think Barton G was doing the catering, I'm not quite sure who's gonna do it for for that party,
3: yeah. I don't know either, but Barton G was involved for a bit, very smart. What else are you, are you looking forward to
0: this weekend? Any, and you know, um, Nobu, of course, is now uh, at the Eden Rock, and the Nobu Hotel is spectacular over there. They've opened uh, about three floors, and the views are great, and uh, David Rockwell designed the room, so it's very pretty. I
3: have to get up there.
0: Yes. So check, check it out. I know Nobu's doing a dinner also tomorrow night with Jose Andres. Jose, of course, is being honored at the big uh, dinner at the Lowe's on Saturday night as the... Is the man of the year i guess so it's a it's a heavy weekend for jose andres and um no you know i just try to i try not to do too many things but i am going to be watching the oscars as always from uh my hotel room and i usually pick up uh, some stone crabs for that as well
3: i love stone crabs it's a great plan. I love running into you. Thank you. And congratulations on all your success.
0: Yeah, we're I'm still doing it, so I can't complain.
3: You are still so doing many it. So years later. Yeah, you're everywhere. And, uh, yeah,
0: still in the game.
3: Yeah, so any other thoughts?
0: No, just, you know, when, uh, when you're in New York, always remember, eat downtown.
3: Eat downtown, Tribeca, or elsewhere.
0: Mostly in Tribeca. We have a few places. Uptown, yeah. but is our home. Uh, actually, you know, the one thing I would mention is the number one Nobu, the first Nobu we ever opened 23 years ago is moving at the end of March, and we're opening in uh, outside of Tribeca, actually, lower Manhattan, 195 Broadway.
3: When's that expected to open? Uh, probably sometime in April. Oh, New soon? Week. Yeah. There's you
0: know,
3: so much happening it's downtown. Rugged,
0: so. Oh, yeah, no. It's... Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. So. And in New York, we have the the major food group is going to take over the four seasons, so that'll be interesting to watch. We have the new uh, restaurants in the Beekman Hotel, Colicchio, and uh, Keith Magnale. We have their restaurants there. So New York's a happening place when it comes to food.
3: It is, and a lot going on downtown, and I'm, I'm looking forward to your, your your new location. Thank you, darling. well we look forward to seeing you down there. Thank you. Thank you so much. You got it.
2: Awesome. So thank you, Drew Kneeporent. Great, great seeing you in South Beach. And um, as, as I've done in years past, I did get down to Joe's as we talked about, Joe's Stone Crab. But this week, my solo dining experience is not at Joe's. This week, my solo dining experience is at another South Beach classic, Porto Sago. So here's the rundown. The location, 700 Collins Avenue, South Beach, Florida. The concept, authentic Cuban cafe with no pretension or frills. founded in 1962. Why did I go? Because you've got to when you're in Miami. My experience. So I popped in for lunch. I took a seat at the counter. I was promptly greeted and handed a menu. There was one waiter working the whole counter. He seemed to have a routine down. I imagine he had been there probably since 1962. He took my order. I ate and paid. He was very kind. And the process the process. The the meal, it was just simple and easy. What did I get? So I had a medium Cuban sandwich and a Cuban coffee. So this is otherwise known as a cubano and a cubano. My take. Hit the spot. A perfect sandwich combo and a strong coffee to go with. The ambiance. It's a casual diner with lots of natural light. Has a dining room adjacent to the counter area. Perfect for Cuban food cravings. Interesting tidbit. Porto Sago has been featured on many TV shows, including Travel Channel's Food Paradise, episode Pork Paradise. Personal fun fact. So I had posted a picture on Instagram, and a past guest of mine, Herb Carlitz, who was down at South Beach, he put in a comment, said, Love this place. Every rock star who plays Miami gets their late time fix at this classic, which makes crazy good empanadas. So next time I got to get the empanadas. The cost ten dollars and fifty cents, not including tax and gratuity. Would I go back? Yes, I would. Website couldn't find one, but if you Google Porto Sago, you'll find it. Have you been there, Lonnie? No. Are you Sounds going to go good. Next time.
4: Well, I just have a question. Why in the world would you get the medium cubano, not a large cubano?
2: I didn't even finish the whole medium because I'm I'm an eater, but I'm not like a huge eater.
4: Okay, I get it. Yeah. I have not been there. I've been it was to Miami a pretty a lot. big. It
2: was a pretty big sandwich.
4: I have been to a lot Miami a lot, obviously mm-hmm. because of Michelle. Yeah, I have not been to Porto Saco. Maybe I'll go next time. I
2: think next time you should go. It's I do. just it's like a classic Cuban diner on the it. beach.
4: I love it. Casual. Love it.
2: So, so yeah. So that was my solo dining, and it's time for the final question. So next week, my guest is Peter Kim. He's the executive director of Mofad, the Museum of Food and Drink. They're based in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg. It's a fabulous new museum, newish museum. So, Lonnie, what would you like to ask Peter?
4: That's a tough one. Um, I mean, I guess I would have to ask him what his favorite type of food is.
2: Okay. It's a a good question. I mean,
4: it's a good question to launch off with, right?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I will ask him. I don't know.
4: When I was growing up, and uh I'm just thinking about this right now, my mom had a picture on the wall which was a plate of spaghetti upside down falling down the the art which might be in mofa
2: it might it's
4: that type of yeah. picture
2: yeah
4: yeah just came to my is, what had,
2: was what was your favorite or is your favorite food
4: i'm an asian food guy okay. chinese food i'm kind of addicted to i would say probably 70 to 80% of my diet is is asian food of sorts
2: but you with asian you'd go with chinese Interesting.
4: out of the asian mm-hmm. foods yeah
2: i'd go with japanese
4: you know it's funny so if forge you know also has a partnership with a chef named uh, pet uh, pet sweater and we've got a restaurant called kyo which is down in tribeca which is laotian food mm-hmm. that probably is the most ridiculous asian food i've ever had his food specifically
2: and I've been to Laos, believe it or not. Yeah, I well, went. you're
4: a world traveler. I
2: am a world traveler who's been to Laos. That's yeah. kind of weird, but um, I've been there once, but not in a long time, ridiculous. and I'm so due to go back.
4: Go for, first yeah. up. He does lunch and dinner. Dinner is ridiculous. The lunch where he's got banh mi is and pho. It, it's it's pretty damn good. He's a really good cook. Yeah, he's no, a really I, remember.
3: I
2: remember. I yeah. remember. I'm I'm glad you you mentioned it. Yeah, it's back on my radar. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So that's it. Thank you. Great. Thank you. We'll ask him the question and thank you for coming on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. It's, it's been, been a treat and I wish you much continued success with all these rock stars you're thank working you. with.
4: Thank so, you so much. Appreciate it.
2: So, my guest today has been Lonnie Sweet. He's the president and CEO of The Connect Group, the first full service culinary marketing agency that specializes in reaching food connected audiences through st- strategic food and beverage initiatives. Their website is theconnectgrp.com. dot You can follow Lonnie at Sweet five one five one and at Drink at Eat Drink MKTG. MKTG. M. Okay. Right? I wrote it. You yeah. you tell me. I, maybe eat, I wrote
4: Drink it. MKTG.
2: Okay, I wrote it down wrong. That's okay. It happens. It does. <laughs> so that's why you're still here. Yeah, thank you. So and thanks again to Drew Niporent for a great interview. You can follow him at. Drew Nieporn at Myriad Rest Group, and to South Beach Food and Wine Festival. They're at Sobe WFF, and lots of pictures and and content online. Um, It was great to be there, a part of Heritage Radio Network, so thanks for having me. Follow me at Sherry Bayer at Bayer PR at All Industry. My Facebook page is All in the Industry. My websites are BayerPublicRelations.com and SherryBayer.com. As a reminder, all of our shows are archived at heritageradionetwork.org. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks always to my engineer, Vitor. I'm Sherry Bayer. I'll be back next Wednesday with another live show. Hope you'll tune in then. Thank you for being part of All in the Industry. Bye.